Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome again to Daily Daft Differently. This is Jeremy Kalmanowski with you. Uh, we're learning Tractate Givamot and today's page is Kafhe or 25. However, I'm actually going to spend most of today uh, with the material that begins on 24b and carries over a little bit into 25a. Yesterday's page, if you remember, had to do with uh, the case of of a man who was suspected of having a sexual relationship with a non-Jew, what, what happens when she would then convert, or with a slave, what happened when she would then be freed, was he permitted then to marry her under uh, you know full legal status. The other part of the Mishnah there treated the question of what happens if a man was suspected of having an adulterous relationship with a woman who, subsequent to her divorce from first husband A, let's call him Ruvain, now her paramour, Shimon, wants to marry her. Is that an acceptable marriage or not? The Mishnah told us, uh, a person who was suspected of having an adulterous relationship with a married woman, the tense of that verb is important, it means, and they compelled him to divorce her, that is to say the court compelled first husband Ruvain to divorce her because of those reports. Uh, though the second man, the, the suspected lover, Shimon, formally married her, a divorce was compelled. We're going to analyze that law and we're going to locate it in some interesting reflections on uh, social ethics. Just a, a side comment is very interesting about social ethics. And we're going to have two different approaches to the question about suspicion of adultery. One associated with the figure of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi the end of the Mishnaic era, the editor of the Mishnah, a very important figure, uh, who takes a view that is extremely, we would say, I think extremely suspicious and extremely strict, and he has a quick finger on the trigger about ending marriages because of suspicion. And his student Rav, Rav Abba Arichta, tall Abba, whom Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi sent from the land of Israel to Babylonia, he spent most of his career in Babylonia, and was the first of the huge rabbinic figures in, in Babylonian rabbinic culture. Rav takes a different position that we would consider, I think, more uh, lenient about, uh, about adultery and more sensitive, perhaps, to, uh, to certain kinds of social, social stigma. I'm in the middle of uh, 24b, uh, where that Mishnah is quoted, and, and there's the little two dots there, right in the middle of the page. And then it says, Amar Rav, Uve Edim. That the, that the subsequent lover Shimon, the subsequent husband Shimon, is required to divorce the wife. That's only if there are witnesses to the initial adultery. If everybody caught Shimon and let's call her Sarah uh, in a compromising position, and there was witnesses and everybody knew it, he's not permitted. Shimon is not permitted to marry Sarah. And should they go through some sort of ceremony, nonetheless, he is forced to divorce her. Implicitly, of course, that means that there's something less than that very strong proof. Then, then she is not compelled to be divorced. Shimon is not compelled to release her. Rav Sheshet, a slightly later authority with a little bit of spicy personality, uh, gets a little angry at that teaching and says, 
Amina kinaim v'shachiv Rav, ve'amar lahai shmatata. Rav must have been asleep when he said something so stupid. And Rav Sheshit brings another another uh, rabbinic text which implies that 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 uh, second marriage should be nullified even when there were not witnesses to the initial adultery. Rav is seen to uh, to deflect the thrust. He, he, he didn't live when Rav Sheshit was making such a comment, so. It, the, the, the forces arguing on behalf of Rav deflect that comment. And the Gemara cites another very interesting text which explains uh, why, or at least contextualizes, why Rav would take uh, a lenient position vis-a-vis -vis adultery or a strict position vis-a-vis -vis the demand of witnesses. The text says, Bamed varim amurim. What were these matters said about? In what context was the rule given? that this Sarah would have to be divorced now from second husband, former lover, Shimon, when she did not have children from her first marriage with Reuven. If she did have children with Reuven, then Shimon would not have to uh, divorce her on this sneaky little suspicious case that she had an affair with him. Why? Because if, if we, the court, forced Sarah to divorce now from the second husband, we would basically be saying that the first children were mamzerim, were, uh, were illegitimate, and then they themselves could never marry. They would be anathematized and held at the margins of society. And the text that is being quoted in the Gemara goes on, But if there were clear witnesses to the impurity, that is, to the adultery, even if she had many, you know, any number of children from Ruvain, she would be required to divorce from Shimon. So what is the social meaning of this, of this text? Uh, the idea is that there are all kinds of suspicious things, and we're not happy about them. We think they're socially damaging. But you have to ask yourself, before you make a strict ruling about this terrible woman, Sarah, and this horrible guy, Shimon, who, who are uh, adulterous lovers, you have to ask yourself, well, who's this going to affect? It's going to affect Ruvain and Sarah's poor children, who are never going to be able to integrate into society again. And so Rav, by demanding that there be actual serious witnesses to the initial adultery, uh, is really protecting the second generation that they not be the victims of, let's call them the kind of morality police about, uh, about the initial suspected adultery. At the very, very bottom of 24b, uh, a different construction of the whole Mishnah is given, and that's given associated with the views of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, who is himself, uh, as I mentioned, huge, huge, important authority, the editor of the Mishnah, and the end of the Tanaitic area, the Mishnaic era, and the and uh, his students will be the bridge to the Amoraic area. And one of the things that's interesting about the text I'm about to quote in Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's view is, first of all, he's got a totally different approach. He's worried about the social disintegration, not that will be foisted on the children who will be seen as mamzerim, but uh, about the destruction of marriage and sexual immorality. Uh, there'll be a, this in Tractate Sota, which the whole tractate is devoted to suspicions of adultery. It notes that people have different kinds of, uh, of you know, views and leniences about this, and some people are extremely demanding, and they're, you know, they can be overly strict. And some people are unduly lenient, and that will bring social breakdown in its own way. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi wants to be sure that people remain faithful, and so he's got a strict construction uh, about what, what it would mean to end a marriage because of suspicion. What's interesting about this is that the story, that his version of the teaching has really kind of a, a, some narrative power and gives us not just a, a dry law, but he gives us little stories 
that are, are kind of interesting in their own right as a, me a method of teaching law. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi tells us, Rochel Yotze, the Isha Chogeret Bissinar. If the traveling salesman is caught leaving the house while the woman is caught buttoning up her underwear, she wasn't actually caught in flagrante delecto, but it doesn't look very good. Amar Rebbe, Ho'il Umecho'ar Hadavar Ketzeh. Since it's so ugly, she should be forced to divorce. Rok Lemala Min Hakila, Amar Rebbe, Ho'il Umecho'ar Hadavar Ketzeh. If, that means if spit is found uh, on the canopy of uh, like a four-poster bed, uh, then then that's so ugly that she is forced to divorce. Again, the image is that the traveling salesman leaves, and and later you find spit on the on the the bed. Uh, the commentators talk about it literally as saliva from the mouth. I'm guessing they mean some other bodily fluid found on the bed. So ugly that the woman is forced to divorce. And he says if there's if there's shoes, if there's upside down shoes found beneath the bed, it's so ugly the woman is forced to divorce. I like Rabbi Yehuda Nasi's account because as a legal teacher, these are very vivid examples. If a woman is found with the traveling salesman and there's shoes scattered around beneath the bed, well, that is a pretty ugly, pretty ugly situation. And he is demanding that that uh, uh, the that first marriage be dissolved by divorce. In 95% of the cases, the Talmud doesn't give you a rule at the end. In this case, it does give us a rule. It says that if the whole town, day after day, is caught up with rumors of the woman and the traveling salesman, even if they can't be proven to have been uh, have been adulterous, if the whole town is caught up in those rumors day after day, then Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's rule takes effect. And because it's so ugly, she's forced to divorce. But if the town is not caught up, in rumor after rumor after rumor, then Rob's ruling holds, and only in the event that you can absolutely prove that Sarah and Shimon had had the affair, only you can absolutely prove it, does Sarah need to be re-divorced in this second marriage with Shimon as well. All right, thanks for learning today's page with me. Thanks for learning all week. I'll see you again in another few weeks. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.